Hello, friends. Thank you for joining me on The Daily Dose. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Daily Dose. It's Wednesday, November 10th. Today's episode, A Slave in Egypt. Let us pray. Heavenly Father God, again, we just want to give you the thanks, the praise, the honor, and the glory, Father, for sparing our lives, for keeping us safe, and for bringing us back to another study. We ask, Father, that you will pour out your Holy Spirit upon us so that our minds will be open to learn. In Jesus' name, amen. In the book of Deuteronomy, one theme appears and reappears, that of the Lord redeeming his people, Israel, from the land of Egypt. Again and again, they are reminded of what God had done for them. So the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and with an outstretched arm, with great terror and with great signs and wonders. Deuteronomy chapter 26 verse 8. All through the Old Testament, in fact, the story of the Exodus has been referred to as an example of God's mighty deliverance by His grace from the slavery and oppression of Egypt. For I brought you up from the land of Egypt. I redeemed you from the house of bondage. Even in the New Testament, the idea appears with the Exodus of Egypt by God's great power a symbol of salvation by faith in Christ. By faith, they pass through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptian attempting to do so were drowned. Hebrews 11:29. Let us also see 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 1 through 4. 1 Corinthians 10. Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud, all passed through the sea, all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, all ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. Let us also look at Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 6 to 22 where Moses repeat the law, the Ten Commandments, the foundation stipulation of their covenant with Yahweh. Notice the fourth commandment and the reason given here for it. What is being said here that reveals the reality of law and grace? Chapter 5 The Covenant in Horeb I am Yahweh, your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make an engraved image for yourself, nor any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down yourself to them, nor serve them, for I, Yahweh, your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children, and on the third and on the fourth generation of those who hate me, and showing loving kindness to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. 
You shall not take the name of Yahweh your God in vain, for Yahweh will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy, as Yahweh your God commanded you. You shall labor six days and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to Yahweh your God, in which you shall not do any work, you, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your ox, nor your donkey, nor any of your livestock, nor your stranger who is within your gates, that your male servant and your female servant may rest as well as you. You shall remember that you were a servant in the land of Egypt, and Yahweh your God brought you out of there by a mighty hand and by an outstretched arm. Therefore, Yahweh your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. Honor your father and your mother as Yahweh your God commanded you, that your days may be long and that it may go well with you in the land which Yahweh your God gives you. You shall not murder, neither shall you commit adultery, neither shall you steal, neither shall you give false testimony against your neighbor, neither shall you covet your neighbor's wife, neither shall you desire your neighbor's house, his field, or his male servant, or his female servant, his ox, or his donkey, or anything that is your neighbor's. Moses intercedes for the people. These words Yahweh spoke to all your assembly on the mountain out of the midst of the fire, of the cloud, and of the thick darkness, with a great voice, and he added no more. He wrote them on two tables of stone and gave them to me. Moses repeats the basic commandment to rest on the seventh-day Sabbath but he gives it an added emphasis. That is, though it has been written in stone in Exodus, here Moses is expanding on what already had been given them. Keep the Sabbath not only as a memorial of creation, but also as a memorial of redemption from Egypt. God's grace saved them from Egypt and offered them rest from their works. Hebrews 4, 1-5. Now, in response to the grace God gave them, they needed to extend that grace to others. In this case, then the seventh-day Sabbath becomes not just a powerful symbol of creation, but a powerful symbol of redemption and grace. Everyone in the household, not just the children, but the servants, the animals, and even the, and even the strangers among them,
can rest. The Sabbath extends to others the grace given to the Jews, as well even to those outside of the covenant people themselves. And it is found in the heart of God's law. What God has graciously done for them, they need to do for others. It's that simple. Let us read Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 to 35. In what way is the principle in the parable revealed in the Sabbath commandment, especially as emphasized in Deuteronomy? Chapter 18 Then Peter came and said to him, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? Until seven times? Jesus said to him, I don't tell you until seven times, but until seventy times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to reconcile accounts with his servants. When he had begun to reconcile, one was brought to him who owed him ten thousand talents. But because he couldn't pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold, with his wife, his children, and all that he had, and payment be made. This servant, therefore, fell down and knelt before him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will repay you all. The Lord of that servant, being moved with compassion, released him and forgave him the debt. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, who owed him one hundred denarii, and he grabbed him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will repay you. He would not but went and cast him into prison until he should pay back that which was due. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were exceedingly sorry and came and told their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord called him in and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Shouldn't you also have had mercy on your fellow servant? even as I had mercy on you? His Lord was angry and delivered him to the tormentors until he should pay all that was due to him. So my heavenly Father will also do to you if you don't each forgive your brother from your hearts for his misdeeds. Heavenly Father God, we are so thankful for your word. We are thankful that you have given us your commandment, Father, not only to us as Christians, Father, but to all who accepts you and wants to be a part of your covenant. Be with us now, we pray. Open our hearts so we can extend this blessing that you have given us to others. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.